Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. I don't know why I drew a blank on your middle name there, my apologies, and Betty Badger, and with our guest today, Matt Hurd. How's everyone's week been so far? Good, good, pretty, uh, you know... In the Northeast, we're we're not Texas. We uh, know know what snow and cold is about. Um, you know, heart goes out to anyone in Texas who's dealing with that shit. But yeah, not bad on this front. Not bad at all. Yeah, That's as good. far as Texas goes, it's been uh, since nineteen twenty nine since they've seen this much snow. Mm. So I, I feel for those people right now myself. And uh, as far as my week has been, um, I. Found out I'm finally going to get my hip replacement, so that's good. But mm-hmm. it's that's exciting. in a much worse condition than it ever should have gotten to, so that's bad. We'll yeah. see how it goes. But I'm just kind of floating and seeing where the water's going to take me at this point. What about you, Maya? Uh, I'm good. I've been good. I've been uh, playing a lot of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, and of about... Basically, almost accomplished what I set out to do in it. So I'll be moving on to another game soon. But as for the weather, you know, it's dampened a couple of plans that I've had. I need to get out of the house. I realized that I have not been out of the house to go anywhere since October the twenty eighth of twenty twenty. Ooh, oof! That was that was the last day I physically left the apartment and went somewhere. You know, I, I step outside yeah. on the patio quite frequently, but actually getting in the car and leaving the house, I need to get out. And every time I've wanted to get out for the past three weeks straight, it has snowed and iced or freezing rain and iced up. And it's supposed to come a storm tonight and we're supposed to get anywhere from five to eight inches Jesus. Uh, for the next couple of days. And I'm like damn it, I just want to get out of the fucking house. You know, it's, I don't have anywhere specific that I want to go. I just want to go out. Even if it's just to ride around and listen to fucking music for a couple of hours. That's, you know, it was like, yeah. oh, I, I come in here and, and, and I'll listen to music a lot. Anyway, I've got, I got some new speakers for my PC yesterday too, and they sound really fucking good for little $25 desktop speakers. Logitech from mm. this brother bumping little speakers, man. They sound really good, but nice. You know, I, I love being in this room because this is where all my fun stuff is with the exception of, well, okay, not all of my fun stuff, but I need to get out. So I'm going a little stir crazy. And I've told Misty, I was like, we got to get out of the house, honey. And it's like, okay, today's the day. Let's go somewhere. Fucking snows. And where I have the prosthetic, I don't have the finite control that I would normally have. Mm -hmm. So if it's like going out of our apartment, 
you go down a walkway to the sidewalk to the parking lot, well, there's a big, big step and no handrail. Um, getting down is not so much the issue as getting back up is the issue yeah. without the handrail. Um, and if it's icy, there's, I was just like, fuck, I'm not going anywhere today because I'm not going to fall and hurt myself. Yeah. You know, it's not worth it. So, you know, it's frustrating. But other than that, I'm really good. You know, I'm trying Shouldn't to there be a handrail there? There should be. And there's supposed to have been one installed. And it's been months and months. And they've still not installed it. That's ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't yeah, take that much to install a handrail. And that's against the handicap codes. Uh-huh. Well, see, the, the, Karen. <laughs> the quote unquote accessible apartments are all in the first three buildings. I'm in the fourth building and there's a step up. This is not technically an accessible apartment because apparently the only thing that makes those apartments accessible is they don't have cabinets underneath the kitchen sink. So somebody could pull up in a wheelchair to wash dishes. That's the only difference. Wow. And I'm like, huh, it's a good thing I'm not wheelchair bound because that would suck. <laughs> um, but, Jesus. you know, these apartments aren't that old. They're, they're, they're like 25 years old. You know, they're pretty new, pretty modern for an apartment building, you know, by those standards. Uh, it's just unfortunate that, you know, there's no handrail and nobody's ever lived in these apartments that's needed one so much and i've just been like yeah about this handrail when are we going to get it because you know it'll make it easier for me um, yeah but yeah winter time can suck a fucking dick i hate <laughs> it, I hate it. It's not fun. other than that i'm great <laughs> You took the wind out of my sails about making a joke about weather. I was going to be like, yeah, we got like uh, four to six inches of sunshine over here. So it's kind of yeah. rough. <laughs> this, this is the abnormally long middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm, like, I'm glad you're all doing well. <laughs> It's it's been rough. It's it's been a whole like we're about to hit a year on this fucking pandemic, which is absurd and it should not be this mm-hmm. way. But I know that the pandemic hits everyone a little differently, but it's hitting everyone in a, in a hard way. Um, yeah. And so, like, when somebody's like, "I'm going through some shit," I'm like, "I get it. I fucking get it." So, yeah. I mean, we're fortunate but, uh, that our way of life wasn't impacted on a day-to-day basis very much, like a lot of other people's were. We're very fortunate in that regard. I just want to get out of the fucking house. Yeah. Yeah, I had to close yeah. down my sales and tax account for my business because we have not been open since last March. Yeah. You know? And I have nothing to report because I'm not selling anything. I'm not making anything because I'm not in a environment where you know i can handle the people who come in and put their snotty little hands all over everything and then don't Mm -hmm. buy it and i can't sanitize it especially when you know a good portion of it is cloth based or leather based How how do i deal with that and my attitude when it comes to karen's it would just it wouldn't be a pretty picture 
Yeah. I would lose my schnitzels. The first Karen that walked through the door, she'd be out on her ass on them steps. And I'd go yeah. to jail the happy woman because fuck you. I'm not putting up with your shit. That's just all there is to it. So yeah. I'm at home and I'm just being a teacher for the moment. That's it. Um, when it's all said and done, I can open back up. But, you know, it was really hard to make that decision today. But I did it. So here we are. And, you know, hopefully I'll get my hip replaced and the pandemic will go away at the same time that I'm recovering and I can open back up. There you <laughs> go. Nice. Yeah. That'll be yeah. great. I look forward to that. Yes, we will be cyber sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, on that note, everybody, we're going to... Uh, get into our discussions of the shows that we watched this week, which we just watched the, the episode six of WandaVision and we're going to have a long lengthy, dis- well, I don't know how long, but we're going to have a lengthy discussion about the finale of the stand. Um, I was really hoping to have Betty's sister here because she, as far as I can tell, would have been the only one in this group to have liked it. <laughs> so I did ask her what she thought about episode nine. She was not a fan. She was not a fan. of episode oh. nine. She liked the rest of it. So okay, she didn't like Stevie King's hmm. Coda. Got it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll we'll get into that because I have a lot to say. But um, let's go ahead and get into this latest episode of Wandavision that really, really brings um a lot more to the table than uh, the past episodes have. It just seems to keep ramping up, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So in this like. In this latest episode, it takes the model of like an early 2000s sitcom, very similar to Malcolm in the Middle. Like it's very Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, that's what it was based off of is their beginning of, you know, that's how Malcolm right. in the Middle started. Uh, so the intro I thought was very interesting, but there was something very unique about it. Um, and that was every single character that seemed important um had a title that just said their name except for pietro it said pietro as himself now i don't know if this is an illusion or an, an alludance to the idea that in those sitcoms if they had a cameo or a guest star that's how they were labeled like blah 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 as blah 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 um, right yeah but i thought it was interesting that he was specifically that uh but if you remember in the last episode, we were introduced to the wrong Pietro, an incorrect Pietro. So there was a lot that happened in this episode for fuck's sake. There was a lot. Mm. I don't even, I don't know where to begin uh, other than the fact that like, well, there's taking something place Halloween. Yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. There was that. Oh, the costumes. Fucking mm-hmm. comic book accurate costumes, which is great. No, that was pretty then, great. Which just shows you how horrible they would be if they made them that way. Which we had already got a glimpse of in the first Captain America movie. Like, if they made his costume like they drew it, how absurdly ridiculous it would look. So, yeah. it was nice to see the Sokovian fortune teller, which is the Scarlet right. Witch costume, the original from the 60s, and you know, Vision's uh, iconic red and yellow look. Uh, and, you know, uh, the kids, uh, 
Tommy and Billy, you know, they are in the Young Avengers, Wiccan, and what's the other one's name? Um, I don't remember. I, I keep forgetting it. It's Wiccan and Speed. Wiccan and Speed. Wiccan and okay. Speed? Okay. Yes. They, they were wearing costumes that looked like their Young Avengers costumes. Uh, and then, of course, Pietro... He's like, you don't have a costume. He's like, hold on, I'll get, I'll fix that. And then, boom, you know, with the, with the old reminiscent like blue and white costume, and bolt the quicksilver gear. But he's got the blue cut off shorts on over top of it. It's just so funny to me. And of course, you know his goofy haircut with the winged yeah. hair, the very Wolverine esque wings. Wolverine light. Yeah. Uh, that, that was so funny, though. I I just I just have to say, like, I, I, when I first started watching the show, I was kind of like, okay. I personally love this show because it kind of show. It's like take a risk. Don't just show us the same old shit. You know, like let's do something interesting, new, and fresh. And it seems to be a big hit. So I'm hoping like Star Wars follows that model or. Some of these other franchises. Let's let's do some kind. Let's think out of the box for a second. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. I, I this show has. I, I've talked to a lot of people who really enjoy uh, the 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 Marvel movies in general, and they're really surprised by this because this is the most divorced from a Marvel property that it seems to be. Um, like every other movie was action and and comedy, and this has just been like weird and totally right. fucking different um right. which if this if this is the fucking tone that they're setting for this next phase of marvel i'm a hundred percent in like and keep I mean, this it, shit it, up because it's so great right i i feel like they need to do a mix like so if they have falcon and winter soldier more like boom pop bow beat up the bad guy i'm i'm cool with that because that's what i expect from that um but right. just just to t- just to kind of take a risk, like oh, we could have done this, you know, love story. You know, they're bombing around the world, doing whatever Scarlet and you know Vision do, but they 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 took they they flipped the script, and the way they did it has been just on point. Like I can't really find a thing that I would really pick apart up until this point. You know, it's all like minor little scrub stuff, but overall, it's like, I- super enjoyable. Yeah, I think I think if they, um, it feels like they spaced out the beginning of this show a little too far. Like after episode two, we were all kind of like, like mm. a lot of people that I spoke to were just like, I'm, I'm, I'll keep watching it because you know it's thirty minutes of my life. Who cares? But um, right. episode three ends and people are like, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll watch the next one, or whatever. And then by episode four, that's when people were really hooked. They were just like, I gotta fucking right. see next week. And then by then. Episode like, and now it just keeps getting more and more in that regard. Like mm. the joke that I'm now seeing is that the real villain of the show is the stand, a uh, please stand by, uh, image. And I'm like, <laughs> I get that, I get that now. Yeah. But like, and that's that's so interesting to me that that's how they wanted to present this. Um, what I am also very interested in is, uh, um. Like we, we we discussed this before we recording. Like the, the next three episodes will be an hour apiece. Um, are they going to be structured like two episodes, or will be structured like one whole episode? Uh, we know from the trailer that they're going to be taking the model of like a twenty tens 
sitcom kind of like modern family um so it will that be the whole one hour or will that be just half of it and then we you know we get the other part but there's a lot of theories rolling around i don't know how many you guys have heard of um but one of the one of the big questions is what and or who is pietro um so the big one that keeps floating around is that he's mephisto if you don't know who Mephisto is from the comic books, I'm sure Matt and Maya know. So this is for Betty and anyone else listening who doesn't know. Um, he is li- the manifestation of, of the literal devil. Like he is, in any, any sense of the word, he is the devil. And um, he, uh, in the comics, like when, when Wanda creates Billy and Tommy, he wants Billy and Tommy to become strong enough for him to re- like reabsorb them or some shit. It's weird. It gets really strange. I might be getting that a little wrong, mm. but Mephisto fucks with Wanda a lot in the comics, which is why I think people are immediately going for the Mephisto angle. Yeah. Um, the, the other one is, is a character named Nightmare. Nightmare being a, another character that also, like, by the way, Mephisto feeds off of Wanda's power, um, and so does a character named Nightmare. Nightmare feeds off of her power all the time. So people are thinking that maybe it's Nightmare. But then there's the third option, and that because this story is heavily inspired by the comic book House of M, uh, which we know from interviews from other people and just, you know, in general, you know, if you've read House of M, you know the through lines. Um, It's all Wanda, 100% her. I I hope it's more that than it is the other two. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I... I think I, I think you need to throw Mephisto right out the window. I don't think we'll ever see a movie version. And let me r- maybe reframe that a little bit. Anywhere comic book accurate, like they're like Mephisto literally looks like your Ju- Judeo Catholic Satan. Like that's his whole character. That's what he looks like. I don't yep. think we'll ever see that in any live action form. That's not. Super fan servicey. I hope it's Wanda. I want it to be Wanda. I want this to be like her dealing with loss, her you know possible mental illness, and not like they've never said in the MCU like what her powers are actually. Like, is it warping reality? Is it taking things from time streams? Like, who knows? And so they've I, never and said what, it. They've never said what. They never said what her powers are in the movies, but there are there's supplement material that does talk about it, and it's literally mm. like, it's 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 warping reality probability. Right. So when right. she's like so hucking the car, yeah. Sorry, when she's hucking yeah, the car, use- she's not actually hucking the car. She's changing the probability that car's flying that direction. <laughs> right. Right. And then in the books, it was she had hex powers, and I know they went in, in into it in the books, but. To me, this just this feels like real, like opening the the uh, mute, the mutant can, as it were, for the MCU. I feel like that it's yeah. I was kind of hoping that the 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 Evan Peters Pietro was was a way for them to open the door to have the X Men come into the MCU, but it mm. doesn't look like that. It looks like more. It's more of just a wink, wink, nudge, nudge sort of thing. Like you know yeah. who he was in the other ones. Like have fun with this. Right. Um, no, maybe, but. but... You know, they also made a wink, wink, nudge, nudge reference to him being in Kick-Ass. They did. I, yeah. I caught that. Yeah. 
Here's um, here's my so, thing: is every single theory that I have heard, and every single theory that we're about to discuss, is on the table. Like mm. there is evidence supporting all of it, and at this point, I don't. I can't say mm. one thing or the other. Yeah, like I agree I, with you. I, Matt. I, I agree with you. I don't think we're going to get Mephisto either, but it right. can't be taken off the table because we have no fucking clue. Right, and know. that's kind of awesome. That's kind of awesome. You know, yeah. like you, I feel like you watch a lot of shows and you kind of let around by the nose, and 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 I I just I like the kind of almost like an X Files vibe, but it's not X Files. It's a less shitty Lost kind of. I, I, it's just all over the place, but I I don't know what it is, but I love it. How about that? Yeah, no, I wholly agree. I, I like the the theories that people are coming up with. The commercials are great. At first, mm. like I was like, oh, these are just these are just like pieces of her trauma that they're putting in as Easter eggs or like ha-has. And then with this fifth episode's uh, commercial, there seems to be more there because it's a lot darker, but it also didn't relate to anything. So, so the first commercial relates to the bomb that her and Pietro were next to that had Stark Industries logo on it, and it was beeping. Yeah. Um, she talks about this in Age of Ultron. And then the next part, the um, the uh, uh, the Strucker watch. That makes sense because Baron von Strucker was the one that used the Mind Stone to open up her and Pietro's powers. And mm -hmm. then in uh, the third commercial, which was for the soap called Hydra Soap, it's because Hydra was using her for her powers, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then in the fourth commercial, it was Lagos. Which is yeah. um, where Civil War. When you make started. a mess, you, when you make a mess, you don't mean to, and it's the paper towels. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this commercial didn't immediately, in my mind, relate to anything that she was dealing with, um, or past trauma, I should say. But people have pointed out that it deals with her current trauma, that she's alone, and that she, um. That she feels like there's there's nothing there for her, so she's isolated with just her magic. So that's, that's why that commercial is. However, there are people that are theorizing. There are the people that are theorizing more than that. That the first commercial relates to the Mind Stone because, uh, if you remember, people called like I, I think it was Tony or somebody else made a passing joke at Vision calling him a toaster. Yeah, and if you, the red dots right on the center of the fucking toaster, where the Mind Stone would be on Vision's head. Um, the second commercial has to do with the uh, with the Time Stone, it being a watch. The fourth or the third commercial, the Hydra Soak. Like at the end, it looks like a blue cube. The Tesseract, the Space Stone. Uh, the fourth commercial has to do with the Reality Stone because the liquid was red that it, that it was picking up, and that this commercial, this new one, has to do with the Soul Stone. I get why that's happening. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I feel like people are just kind of stretching. Wow. I know. I don't know. I but, think it is that. I really do. Because if I'm not mistaken, there's been a little gem-like object in each one, not just in the first two. I think there was a gem-like object in the last two as well. I I would have to go back and rewatch carefully, but I think I it really is show. something dealing with the Infinity Stones. It might, it totally fucking might, but it also might not at all. Um, I, I, to me, what's so smart about this show is that people are allowed to do this. I got lucky, by the way, watching this episode, 
when uh, Pietro is talking to Wanda at the fair or whatever, not fair, but the gathering in the times in the town square or whatever. Yep. And uh, Vision has like tried to escape the hex, and he looks at her and he says, "It's not like your husband can die twice," which makes no sense for Pietro to know that, by the way. Um, which makes it even more like, what the fuck? And she like blasts him into a bunch of tombstones, fake tombstones. Um, yep. on Friday, on Friday mornings, right outside my window, there's a bunch of lawnmower guys taking care of the lawn. It's very loud. So I have to pause the show that I'm watching or whatever the fuck I'm doing. So that way I can actually hear it when they, when they move past my window, I paused it right there as he was getting blown back. And I got to see the tombstone, two tombstones that were right next to him. So the one said Dr. Revis, and Revis is an anagram for virus. Take that for what you will. The other tombstone hmm. had the name of one of the uh, people that works on the show. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but I Googled her name, and it was like, oh, she worked on WandaVision. I was like, oh, okay, there you go. Okay. But at the, yep. bo- but at the bottom of the tombstone, it literally read, not on her side. Like, are you kidding me with this shit? That cannot be on accident. <laughs> wow. That cannot be on accident. So, I, I think yeah. people have too much time on their hands. It, why, because sure. I never sure. even thought I mean, about the Mind Stone thing. I was like, but as you're explaining, I'm like, okay, we're not totally grasping at straws. You know, like, it. it this is somewhat plausible. Okay, like. You just you go down the rabbit hole and it's like, well, you know, when they shook hands, did you see his finger was cocked to the left? And if you know the background of him, that he can't drive left because of in issue 35, you know, they go way too into the weeds. But that 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 they call it the Zoolander syndrome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's a moment in this show. There's a moment in this show that does exactly that, Matt. I'm I'm not even joking. Yep. When Vision unlocks Agnes's mind for like a second, there's a shot of the front of her car, and you can see her. You can see her license plate. Yeah. <laughs> people started going, like I I I wish I was fucking kidding with this. They people started going, if you take that exact code and put it into like a color thing, it brings up the color red, like the hex. <laughs> I'm like, stop. Fucking you okay. have to stop. Right. <laughs> you can prove <laughs> anything to be true if you dig fucking deep enough. Hey, hey, did yeah. you know that the witches in the background of that shot, like they're around a cauldron because the Scarlet Witch is a witch and they're witches, and so it's gotta be Mephisto. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I I read that. I read that exact thing. And that's, like, how, mm, that's, and that's how most conspiracy theories work, because if you dig deep enough, you'll find some bullshit that can apply to it. To make mm-hmm. it sound convincing. And that's... Ugh. But credit where credit's due. When was the last time that we've watched a show that did this? That made everyone go this far? Watchmen. Mm. Yeah, good point. Didn't think about Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You know, I know, I know my girls wouldn't be into it because like they like the past, you know, they're passing fans, you know what I mean? Of the Marvel stuff. So I, I don't think they'd be, I, so I just like, that's my, you know, I wake up at four thirty in the morning on Friday and throw it on, you know, before I head to work. Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't, I, at this point, as long as it doesn't get cheesy with Mephisto, which I think would be super cheesy. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm down for whatever I'm down for. I'm like re- literally down for whatever. I agree. I I'm, I'm excited to see who, uh, I, I'm excited for, for, for Monica to become, uh, uh, photon. That's going to mm-hmm. be exciting. Um, like we we know that's gonna fucking yeah because they've, they've that, fucking alluded that, to that too much. Yeah, one Darcy said your cellular structure has changed on a molecular level twice now from passing through the hex. You know yeah. who knows what will happen if you go through again, and the fact that Darcy was strung in uh, uh, was sucked into the hex as it expanded when Wanda was trying to get Vision back corralled back in. I hope to God she shows up in a waitress uniform next week. Uh, People have said that that she looks like her character from uh, Two Broke Girls. <laughs> yeah, it's like that it's a missed opportunity if they do not do that. Look, I'm not, putting it past this sh- I'm not putting it past this show considering what they did with fucking Evan Peters. Like, right? I, I'm not putting it past, this, and I fucking see it happening. Oh my god, there's so much. Like, I'm excited to see who her fucking uh, uh, Monica's astrophysicist friend is. Like, I don't think it's going to be Reed Richards. In fact, a friend of ours, uh, of mine and Matt's, came up with a theory that it's um, the Blue Marvel. Mm. Uh, I can't remember Marvel? his name of because in the comics he is an astro engineer and her boyfriend uh, oh, okay. at some point. Uh Eric Lambert or Aaron Lambert or something like that. Let me look up the name and I will tell you for sure. But that's his theory. And it actually makes more sense than it being Reed Richards, unfortunately. Although I would love for it to be Reed Richards. I want It'd be very cool for it to be Reed. I, w- I want the Fantastic Four to finally be done right. Um, I, mm, that's a tough one, Maya. I feel like the Fantastic Four can't carry a movie on their own but I would love to see them in the universe and like pop up. You know what I mean? Like I really, I don't know. I always found that comic to be kind of dull, but uh, I, I think they could be like a good, you know, world thing. You know what I mean? I, I like it. Like I told my brother, cause my brother fucking can't stand the fantastic four, but which is always weird to me because I'm like, I get not liking Sue and Reed. I totally get that. Um, mm. They're not the best characters, but disliking the thing and the human torch like how how do you dislike yeah. these two characters i don't get it right right i i don't dislike them i i really like the thing and i really like the human torch but i just don't think that they're dynamic enough to carry a film i would like to see them be right. like a touchstone so like okay in the next miss marvel like they deal with the fantastic four and then maybe you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy are doing space shit, and they're like, oh, fucking Reed, what are you doing back here? You know, like, have them be like a, a, th- uh, a consistent through all the movies where it's appropriate versus, right? you know. I mean, they're, we know that they're going to get their own movie. Like, we know mm. that they're going to get their own movie because of the, the Disney thing that they, they really announced all those fucking Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it, it it needs to be done in a better way than we've had already. Uh, right. I think I think one of the aspects that you have to bring into it is, let's take Spider Man for example. Um, 
I'm really happy that this universe of Spider-Man didn't do the whole like, oh, Uncle Ben died in origin and yada yada. Like he he was just there. He was just a part of mm. the world. No offends or buts. We all the, we all fucking know his history. We don't need right. to dive into it to that extent. So if if the Fantastic Four are introduced into this world via other properties that they're going to be making into shows and movies and stuff, um, and then like their movie takes place after their accident, I'm a hundred percent for that. Yeah, yeah. I just no, don't see I, them done right. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You're you're absolutely right, Maya. You're absolutely right. Those those Fantastic Four movies are not great. Not great. No, and the and the Josh Trank one's an absolute train wreck. Um, it, is that the latest one? The, the like, yeah, uh, the 2015 version. Yeah. It's all. I never even. So, I didn't. Oh, okay. by the way, that aerospace engineer, whatever, uh, Adam Brashear, he is the Blue Marvel. It's kind of similar to Sentry in the, uh, the comics. So okay, okay. If she brings on um, a guy named Adam Adam Brashear, then I see that being being uh, him more than Reed Richards. Mm. Oh, gotcha. But I would not be disappointed if it's Reed Richards. Um, I was gonna say that. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. There was something I was gonna say. God damn it! It's gone. Whatever. It's gone. Well, uh, I'm just I'm just enjoying the show, Betty. Betty, you've been very silent because <laughs> we're all talking over you. And... Throw it. I was getting ready to throw it to her. I, yeah, I what mean, are your thoughts? really, I, the only things that I'm wondering is how is she going to keep this up? We've seen that she already is having trouble controlling people not in her immediate purview. Uh, she's extended the boundary. Because, you know, she wanted to save Vision. How much of Vision is her? How much of Pietro is her? How much of these boys are her? Because, you know, Vision's dead. But he's also not dead. Pietro's dead, but he's also not dead. And these twins just... I mean, it's like parthenogenesis. I mean, where did they mm. fucking come from? You know, so I'm very curious yeah. to see how this is going to play out when they talk her down, talk her back into a real reality, not what yeah. she's created. What's going to happen to these characters when that world disappears? That's my curiosity. Uh, Jeff was thinking that... Um, Agnes had a bigger role in all this simply because of uh, how she did act in the last one when she first came in. She's like, you want to do that again? You know, and Wanda's like, what? Yeah. And she's like, you know, we didn't do it right. You want to do it again? She obviously, well, apparently several of them understand that what's going on is not reality. They're playing along because they have to. Mm. Uh, and Agnes, I don't know. There's There's something different about her and I don't know if she was an infiltration from maybe Hydra or Sword uh, I don't know um, but there is something different about her to me that that's just throwing me a little bit mm. I thought there's a theory I found that going on. sorry it's alright uh, sorry Maya you go ahead 
Well, there's a theory out there that it, Agnes could be Agatha Harkness, which is like the mentor to Wanda in the comics. Uh, oh. Early mentor. There's a possibility. So there's that theory. Uh, but we'll see. What were you going to say, Matt? I found that part to be very disturbing. I don't know why. Like, I've oh, yeah. seen disturbing. Like, it was It was just like, do you want to do that? Like, it, it was... It was to the level that I was like jarred by it. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa, that's that. And it wasn't like it was like this jump scare or what. It just like it was it was just one of those things where I got the chills. You know what I mean? She was an NPC showing that she knows she's more than an NPC. She right. knows what's going on. She knows she's in the Truman Show, the Wanda show. She knows. Right. This. And she didn't freak out like uh, the dude that he works with freaked out when he cleared his mind. He was freaking out. Agnes was just kind of slowly going downhill like an Alzheimer's patient, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. she, she wasn't affected by this in the same way. So I'm curious if she does have a bigger role because she is an actress that we all like. She's been in some mm. great stuff. I love her acting. Uh, I think she's been great in this role. Um but I think just my perspective is honestly wondering more about the characters and what's going to happen to them when this fantasy does come to its inevitable end. Um, that that's what yeah, I. Was like a, <laughs> there was a there was a question that was uh, proposed by uh, Petro in the in this that was like he basically asked Wanda like what did she do with all the kids? Because in episode four no vision, yeah. Vision says like, there's no kids. Suddenly there's kids in, in the, episode four, episode five. And then suddenly in episode six, there are kids now. Um, so what did she do? Like, is, did she literally take over a town and like the kids are just asleep somewhere? Like what, what the fuck is going on? Maybe no. kids aren't affected as easily. Um, again, when he was walking through the town and he saw, you know, all these people just standing there, like, you know, waiting for a cue, just standing there. It, it obviously tells me that she's, she's either losing her abilities or she's, she's getting tired. And what she well, just did expanding it is going to make her wear out so much quicker. Yeah, I like, no, I, I like how you phrase yeah. that. They're standing there waiting for their cue. I didn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't viewing it like that at all. I was looking at it as these are people on the fringe of her control. They're not waiting for a cue. They're, they're stuck in that like point of limbo between being controlled and having their own free will. Uh, but it makes more sense when you say it like that, waiting for their cue. I, did not think of it that way. Yeah, because if, yeah. if you if you kind of think about Wanda's power having a limit, right? Why would you bother, like, for all intents and purposes, animate these side characters when it when they were off screen? Like, it. it that, yeah. Wow! 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 <sighs> I mean, that's basically what I see is going on. As mm. long as they're not in her immediate purview, they're. They're like, if you're playing in Skyrim, what is, you know, what is the people in Skyrim doing when you're not around, you know? I mean, right, right. That, that's kind of what it's like. I, so I, I don't, like I, I, think, I think you're right, Betty, uh, except for one aspect. 
I don't think it's her immediate purview. I think it's what she perceives as Vision's immediate purview. I think mm. that's oh, the that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he goes to work, he's interacting with people. She's also yeah. interacting with people, so it's anybody within both of their immediate vicinities. Yeah, and she's now the kids. Up that reality for the both of them, and you know the family unit. But the, at that gathering last, you know, on the last episode, she thought he was there. She didn't know where he was. If she'd known he was out there goofing around with the NPCs, just waiting on their cue, she would have activated them. I think. Right. Yeah, you I know? agree. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Because he he knows something ain't right, you know, and I don't even know what he is, you know. I don't know if if he is a memory of himself or if he is just simply part of her. I, mean, I think well, that's another don't. that's another that's another clever uh, uh, editing trick that they did was that um, in the scene towards the end when Petro makes that comment to her like your husband can't die twice. The movie that's playing on the background is Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. you know, because she's zombi- she's zombified her husband essentially. Right. I don't think and that that's brother. an accident mm-hmm. in terms of editing. It's it's like the episode four uh, when um, Jimmy Woo says something about uh, like he walks over to to, to Darcy and says uh, the this new director is a is kind of an asshole or something, and she was like, yeah, he's a bit of a, she's gonna say dick but it cuts immediately to him and says terrorist. Like there's something with the fucking, uh, the director shield. What is it? Right. Is he, is he Hydra? Like there's no reason to have edited the words literally saying he's a bit of a terrorist unless it was just a fucking accident. That doesn't right. exist in this show, <laughs> but well, um, I mean, he's, yeah, I don't think it's as deliberate as I think you're overthinking that one. A little bit, but I could be wrong. Um, but he's definitely, I don't think he's the antagonist per se, you know? No, um, yeah. I agree, I agree with you, but I think that there's something there that, that we don't know about him yet. I think that's why oh, I absolutely. Think. He's he's shady for also, sure. Also, also, all of this could be a massive misdirection pointing us in a direction that we don't need to be focusing on where when you know we get the big reveal it's 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 completely fucking not gonna sideline us because we're all thinking in these other directions like right well there any thoughts on where you think it's going to go next week i mean because now we've got uh monica back in it i don't know how many people got sucked into this but we know monica's in it we know darcy's in it uh are they going Monica's to have not, Monica's huh? not in the hex? She got away. Oh, did she? Yeah, okay. her, yeah, her and Jimmy Woo got away. Okay, well, we know that you but know they're uh, planning on going back into it. Yeah, we know that Darcy's in it. Is she yeah. gonna have more free will than say some of the other people? Uh, you know, because we're we're gonna be coming to a climax very soon. Mm. When it comes to Wanda's mental health and stability, I mean, we're we're hitting that point. We're building up what just happened to Vision is the start of that upward climax. And I'm sorry, yeah. I talk like a school teacher, but that's what I've been doing for the past five years. <laughs> that's <laughs> so fair. I, I honestly think 
Um, uh, speaking on that, I think that this next week's uh, episode's commercial will have to do. We'll deal with um, like uh, uh, an, an anti-depression pill. Yeah, It'll be something in that. Mm. What I would, re- if I was writing this show, and this is going to sound wacky and kooky. I would write it so the final reveal is this all happened during the snap. And all the people, like the named characters, were everybody in that world is snap people. Would well, that be that, interesting? People that got taken by the They huh? could. Uh, well, I mean, maybe, but... Didn't they show in episode four that people were being snapped back into reality, and we saw that? Yeah, I mean, you would later. you would have to you would have to pull for that. You would like really have to do some mental gymnastics. Oh yeah. But when I first started watching the show, I, that was my theory that it all happened during the snap. Um, I, I, that was theory. one of the questions that we did have early on: is like, when does this take place? Pre-snap, post-snap? During the snap, is this the mm. th- that she is created while she was in the snap? I mean, you know, and we've seen that it's post snap, but what if not everybody that's in there is post snap? Because you know, I, I I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I'm ex- all, all I know is I'm excited. <laughs> yep, same, same. Yeah, because that's that's what's great is like even though we're talking about all these theories, everything is still on the table. We have fucking no yeah. idea. It's mm-hmm. great. It's so except great in that regard. <laughs> except for Mephisto, hopefully. Hopefully that's not on the table. I mean, it is, but, I, uh, but I'm I, hoping I think that it's, it's not the case. I think it's sitting at the kitty card table. Like, it's totally, like, but it would be a, it would be a big stretch. And if it is Mephisto, they're not going with that OG design. They're, they're just... No. Like no. people would lose their goddamn minds. It would be it would be bad for your Christian viewers that you don't want to lose. It'd be bad for the fact that literally it's against the law in China to show the devil in media, and that's like their second biggest market. So mm-hmm. not a good idea. Why? I don't know. I, I, I thought they didn't <laughs> believe in such things. I don't understand. I mean, the majority of the country is, you know, n- not religious officially. So but what's the big deal about showing Satan? I honestly don't know. That, I just know that, like, this, the, the, the actual Satan. About. Say that again? So now you've given me something that I want to learn about. Yeah, yeah I'm glad to look uh, this up uh, later. Why there's no depiction of the devil in Chinese mm. media. I mean, like, I know like they've Disney taken Santa to... Claus and stuck him on a cross before, but I didn't know this whole devil band thing. Um, they've they've changed like other uh, Marvel films too in the past. Like there was, I don't, I don't have an example off the top of my head, but they've had like Disney has had to completely re-edit certain movies so that way it's it doesn't show certain things to their audience. Chinese friendly. Makes me wonder. Makes me wonder if in X Men First Class, if they had to change the Zazzle. Because, yeah. you know, the red version of Nightcrawler. Yeah. Uh, basically, is the easiest way to describe yeah. it. Kind of demonic looking. Yeah. 
Well, does anybody have anything else they want to add about this episode? Just just give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Definitely. Yep. We we know for a fact that the next Yeah. Yeah. Oh so uh, are we gonna grade? Uh yeah, I'll just I'll fucking jump out there. A plus great episode, gave us plenty of mystery, answered a few questions and makes me want fucking episode seven like the second I finished episode six. So congratulations. <laughs> uh throw I'll throw it to Betty. Uh, I definitely give it an A plus. I love the fact that, you know, at the end she blew it up and now Darcy's in it because I love Kat Dennings. I'm a big fan. So definitely A plus. I'm very much looking forward to this week's episode, which should be on the day this airs. So yeah. mm-hmm. can't wait to watch it. And what about you, Matt? I'm gonna uh, I, I'm very stingy with with my uh, scores in, in everything. <laughs> so, Hey, I'm going to give it a solid so Like it's right there. Like, I don't know what else they could have done to give it me yeah, like an a plus, maybe like, I don't know, like show like Rhino in the back or like, just like juggernaut peering behind a little thing, you know, some like, it would have to be like that level to give. You want some photo bombing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just juggernaut. Like, Hey, How's it going? And then dip back and never explain it. Um, but a solid A. And I, I'm just look. I just I give me more. And I, to be honest, I'm a comic book fan from way back in the day. But I never gave a shit about Wanda and Vision. Like they were just kind of, yeah, yeah. They're kind of there. They're in, doing Avengers shit. But uh, yeah, give me more. Maya? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a solid A as well. It was just on the cusp of a little bit, you know, like Matt said, you know, seeing the, the kids' trick-or-treat costumes, I think it would have been cool to see some other throwbacks to other heroes or something, like uh, kid versions of, like, 60s, 70s era costumes. Yeah, anything, you know, MCU, Marvel-related would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, honestly, I didn't pay attention. I didn't even notice. I'd have to go. Like I'd that. have to go. I'd have to go back and rewatch to see if there is. But that would be something to see. Uh, that would that would help push it towards that way. It's just it's really really good though. But I'm not gonna you know I can't yell a plus perfect excellent because it wasn't quite perfect. But there are things that have been brought up during this conversation that make me want to watch it again. And apply that outlook to it. So I will definitely be looking at it again. But yeah, it's a solid A though. It's really fucking good. Mm. Uh, Two things real quick before we move on to the stand. Um, I had to look up real fast why the devil's banned. He's not banned. But what he is, um, is he's considered like R-rated material. So okay. if Disney were to try to release WandaVision in, in, in China, which, by the way, Disney Plus isn't in China, so the Chinese people haven't even fucking seen the show yet. Um, but uh, if they were to release it in China, um, they don't want it to be rated R. They want it to be, you know, for kids to be able to watch it. So that's what it is. It's not that he's banned. It's that he's mature rated material. 
Man, here in America, we expose our kids to the devil at like newborn age. Mm. Take them into church. Meet the devil, baby. <laughs> He's yeah. everywhere. Right? He's always watching you. <laughs> right. So is God. Been, so mind been, your <laughs> You've been born with the devil in you, so we got to get you baptized to get him out of you. Yeah, speaking of the devil, I was afraid I'd take over. So, speaking of the devil, because we were talking about Mephisto, um, uh, Randall Flagg. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into the stand, the final episode, uh, episode nine. Thank God, Coda, French. Yeah, thank fuck. I'm, yeah. I'm so done with the show. We I'm all so are. happy it's over. Oh, I found myself liking it less and less as each week progressed. You know, the first few episodes, I was really enjoying it. Then I was enjoying it for what it was. Then it was just like, okay, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Wow. Yeah, it dropped off real quick for me because, again, we thought that we were going to get more character depth, more involvement there. But it, it weirded me out from the very beginning because it was so different from the original book which you know mm. matt has also read and i was like because mm -hmm. I, I kept watching it go is my memory that bad you know <laughs> it's like because i don't oh. recall this at all and then they finally got the guy who, who kind of started it all at like i think it was the second episode they showed him and his wife leaving the base and i was like really I mean, the back and forth, man, and it just, from the very beginning, though, it really, really just, it struck me how different it was from not only the book, but the original miniseries, and I was really, really trying to hold on to that optimism that we were going to see something different and unique in a good way, and what mm. we got was different and unique in a horrible way. Mm -hmm. uh, before we get too before we get too deep into this, because I I, I do want to hear both uh, Matt and Betty's perspective since they read the book. Um, I'm a big advocate for watching something and giving it its own yes like, opinion on its own merit. Um, yes, was it good outside of the source material? Um, so when we talk about comparisons, I want to leave it there. I don't want to talk about like this show sucks because it didn't follow the book. I want to say mm -hmm. like it sucked because of this, which the book did or something like, I don't want to make it seem right. like, yeah. Like, like, oh yeah. It's not book. that. <laughs> I was totally open to the, you know, possibility of doing something different with it. That would add something yeah. to the story. Right. But what yeah. they did didn't add anything to the story. If anything, it made the whole story that much weaker. And there's yeah. so many great things they could have done to add to the story and make it more unique and more in line with modern times than what they did end up doing. And yeah. I'm sad for yeah, Stephen King that he was all about episode nine because I'm sorry, episode nine sucked. It, yeah, no, dude, you didn't add anything there at all that uh, I didn't need to know. I this. love, I love discussing comparisons. I love going, Wing and, and sitting there like I've read the source material so I get to watch the fucking adaptation right. and I get to have the discussion about like what the differences were not in a good or bad sense but just what they were um, and I feel like and I kept saying this to my parents who seemingly enjoyed the show um, hmm. 
a lot didn't make sense. A lot didn't fit. And I feel like the book does a way better fucking job at making me give a shit about these characters. So that's what I'm excited to hear from both of you. So I'll, I'll, I'll does, just be other fans of the book, but <laughs> I'll just say it. Um, the stand is in probably both the, you don't talk at once. <laughs> Matt was talking. Can you not yeah. hear? It? Yeah. The stand for no. me is in, is in my top five books like of all time. I've read that book probably 11 times at this point, maybe. Wow. Um, I've like read it read about it, six. So you're way above read me. It, read it or listened to it on, on, you know, audible or whatever. Um, so I, I, I love the source material and I'm, I'm with you, Greg. I don't judge a, you know, a media switch, like a book to a movie, a movie to a book, like they're separate entities to a degree. This was just not good. They, they did dis, they changed the, I didn't have a problem with some of the changes they made. It's all the stuff that they left out. Like, I don't give a shit about any of these characters, really. Like, I don't care. Um, I feel like a lot of the characters that they focused on in this were not as deeply focused on in the book. And even though they mm. did focus on them in this, they didn't bring anything new to the table. They took a, a somewhat flat character to begin with and just made them a little bit flatter. Mm. Yeah, you know, by yeah. trying to draw it out because we didn't see much of Stu. We no. barely even saw Franny. And I, well, I, fucking Nick. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you take one of your main point of view characters and you're like, okay, there's just this mute guy that like caretakes Mother Abigail, like neat, like okay. It, it, I I think the the acting choices sometimes the acting choices in a lot of the instances were great. Um, I think the kid who played Harold did an excellent job. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, like I wish I got more from that character. Larry, Larry, fucking knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, I I just really I. If I was going to grade the series as a whole, it's lucky to get a D. Lucky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I was going to say that one of the one of the big things for me after watching this show with my parents and whatnot was they um, we were talking about certain characters, and I said the craziest part to me was at the very end the 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 crew that's walking to Vegas. Legitimately, I don't know who the fucking uh, that woman was. I don't know her character right. at all. Right, literally, she was there again. She was the caretaker of Mother Abigail. In the book, he's not a; it, it, it's a man, which is they, they gender swapped. It doesn't matter. It's all good. It does not. Yeah. Um, it, they he had like he was with Nick, and he was buddies, and he was part of the council. Um, and you know, like he had a character. He was like here it is it's just like here's this native american woman named ray that we've seen three fucking times in seven hours like and now she's like it it, it was just bad it was the fucking the pacing was bad um the the story arcs that they chose to focus on was bad like you the fucking kill me choices over. were some of them bad because really Honestly, Who did you I, find? I, 
I didn't Freddy like James Scott. Marston. I didn't like James Marston as Stu because he just didn't read <clears throat> as Stu to me. I mean, he was right. It, you know, I mean, Stu in my mind was always just a little bit more rugged. Mm-hmm. And while they're marching across this wasteland, they don't have a mark of dirt on them. And this motherfucker's right. carrying a razor and managing to use water every day to shave his freaking face and shine mm-hmm. his shoes. What the hell was that shit? James right. Marston kind of killed the whole stew vibe for me. Can I, can yeah. I point something out from, from my perspective that, cause again, that haven't read the book, didn't watch the miniseries. Uh, the fuck did he do? Nothing. What the fuck did he do? He broke he, his leg. He was, he was there and yeah, and then broke his leg and if it were for Tom Cullen, and I guess God, that wouldn't have, you know, he would have died. He would have died in that fucking ditch. Like, yep. And you don't even see how Tom really uh, knew where to find him and save him because that was, and it was that not due to Nick's spirit? In yes. The book? There's, and there's a whole thing that they left out about Tom and Stu getting back to Boulder. And it's winter time, and they have to, like, and it's and there's a point in the book where it's a Tom Cullen perspective and Nick is dead and helps Tom find the correct medication for Stu. And they cut all that out. And it was so important to the character of both Stu and Tom. It, it, like, why, why? Why did you it's cut that out? I mean, yeah. all you um, see is, you know, the shape of Tom coming into that culvert that, you know, and that's it. I was like. This is this is where you're leaving this, you know. You're not going to go any more into it. You're just going to let it go at that. Right. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I I think honestly, instead of telling the coda of Franny's story, they sh- he should have just finished out the fucking book. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what else to say. He should have just finished right. out the fucking book and told that story somewhere else because it didn't fit it and it didn't add anything at all no. to the series. I mean, not just to the book, but it didn't add anything to the series. I still felt very low and disappointed so, when everything was said and done. So what I read online was that that coda is actually in the like 1990 version of the book or some shit like the extra oh, is it? 200 pages. That's what I yeah. read online. Yeah. <laughs> I was the uh, original, so you know, I didn't, I didn't even know that copy existed. I got mine as a teenager from Mister. Yeah, Hayes. the bridge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They in in the a, a big problem I had with not only the characterization, um, or lack thereof. It's like they they made like these carbon like throwaway ca- like Lloyd has a story arc. You know, Lloyd wasn't just this fucking asshole. You know, he was like completely loyal to Flag, but he saw things going tits up, and he's kind of like, "Well, his, I, I his hit- loyalty started wavering, didn't it?" Well, not until the very, very end. You know, other people were like, "Hey, let's get out of Vegas," blah blah blah, and he's like, "No," like he got me, he let me out of jail, and he was a flawed character, but. He was also on some level sympathetic. In this, they just he made was human. Yeah, they just made these carbon copy fucking bad. It's it's just fucking lazy, you know. I, I, I know trash I, can I, I man was, was just sorely wasted. Oh, oh. so badly. So he was one hearing, of the most interesting characters in the book. I thought. Mm, mm. 
Yeah, so because his mind was about, twisted. Um, hearing you guys talk about this and then the comparisons to the book and the original miniseries and hearing my dad talk about it and like seeing things online, I have come to the conclusion of this. Ben Affleck was wanting to do this a long time ago, but he wanted to make it a trilogy of films. He wanted to make it three movies. After mm -hmm. watching this one nine-episode series, this show should have 100% have been three seasons. Mm -hmm. Like, like yep. it would have been probably at, at told a thousand two. times better. At least two. It definitely needed more time to be done properly and be done well. Right. Uh, well, it, it's like it what was, they did with Under the Dome. You know how they managed to stretch out Under the Dome? Yeah. Horribly. Yeah. Uh, they should have done that quite well with the stand. The stand could yeah. have very well been a good three season series and rounded it out and ended it well and gotten in depth into those characters and made people like Greg and Heather want to read the book. Right. But it, they no, they they blew it. They just blew their shot. Instead, they wasted that on Under the Dome, which was a great book, great story. I loved it when it came on. I was like, oh, this is fabulous. They did such a good job. I love how they've changed these certain elements. But then the second season came, and I was like, oh, shit's getting a little weird here. And then the third yeah. season came, and I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm done with crazy, you know, alien queen bee. I can't. Right. I, I'm just done. My you know suspension of disbelief has just kicked in right now. So right. it's kind of it's kind of impressive to take a story this beloved because when I talk to Stephen King fans, the stand always gets brought up. Always oh, yeah. gets brought up because it's one of his most popular works. The fact that you take this story that's so beloved and just do this with it is is mind blowing to me. Like. Yeah. I've seen some bad adaptations. I, I was talking to my mom the other day about how like um, uh, an adaptation of a movie that is good, but to an extent um, is the adaptation of, um, of uh, we can sell it for you wholesale or we can remember it for you wholesale. We can remember it for you wholesale, which is total recall. Um, and then there's an, there's the adaptation of the adaptation, which came out in 2005, which is awful. <laughs> Because yeah. it's just it's just a bad movie by itself. And if you watch, if you read the book, we can remember for you wholesale. You read the fucking, or you watch the movie, and then you watch the adaptation in 2005. This is a perfect example of how to, to properly do uh, um, an adaptation while kind of caring about the source material in, in a way. Um, mm. And this, to me, is an example of how not to do it. Uh, it's crazy to me that the the miniseries in the in 1990 had what was it, was it 95. 95. 95. Okay. 95. It had less time. It had only six hours to tell the story and did a better job at, mm -hmm. at making people give a fuck about the characters than this yep. did in nine hours. Yep. Like that's fucking nuts to me. That is absolutely like I want to go. I, like if I could, if there was a way to watch that miniseries, I one hundred percent would. I I, I think I think they're yeah they they'll. It's got to come to streaming on something. Um, so yeah, you, you can you can rent it for like five bucks, but that's the only way you can watch it right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I and it's that. worth the five bucks. Honestly, if you don't want, yeah, to I would agree. Book, it's worth the five bucks. 
I mean, you know, I, I really think that the original miniseries that they did in the 90s was not a bad adaptation at all. It wasn't perfect to the no. book either, but it was a really good made-for-TV adaptation. Right, right. Yep. Well, that's that's Dude. my argument is that I just I just didn't give a shit about any of the characters. Not a single no, character. Not a, like, how do you do my that? Favorite you part, my favorite part in the whole thing was watching Amber Heard hurl herself off that fucking balcony <laughs> and splat the pool. That yeah, was that. my favorite fucking part of the whole thing. I cared a little bit about Harold when he went over that ravine and I did. got stuck I like that. Movie. I loved it. Yeah. When impaled and I loved it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, I feel a her little bad for him. For, for Amber Heard, I was like, nah, bitch, die. Harold, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harold had the most character development. Harold was I the know. most rounded the entire show. They did I'm the like, best job with him out of all the characters that they had to play with. They did the best job with him. Yeah, I'm glad he was a great character, but so were the others, and you failed with them. Yep. You one hundred percent. One hundred percent. As a side, talking about Harold, he was also in um, it. The first ep- the first it, mo- not the first one, but the uh, recent it movie. When they were kids, he was he was one of the bullies. Oh, was he? That's right. He oh. was. That's right. Like that. I hope that kid gets more work. You know, I really hope he gets. Wasn't more work. he the? Wasn't he the one that got uh, gutted in the sewers? I, I think, think he was so. Patrick Hockstetter was the, the I, I think, but he was one of the bullies in the, in. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. That's fun. He gets to yeah. do one good adaptation and then a bad adaptation. Um, but he was the best part of the bad adaptation, arguably. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just I'm I'm dumbfounded by this. Like how how do you make an adaptation this bad? I, I think there were too it. many too many voices involved in the creative process of making this miniseries. Too many directors. Too too many directors. Too many executive voices saying we want this this and this uh, is probably the case because that happens sadly a lot of times in and a lot of things you know too many people saying and declaring that certain things have to be this way and certain things have to be that way too many cooks in the kitchen yeah when you have one or two cohesive visions that are working together things seem to come together a lot better than let's put your spin on this one and your spin on this one and your spin on this one and all right, and then we're going to – has anybody ever heard of this person? No, we're going to give them a shot and let them do one. And yeah. how about this, yeah. this washed-up person? Let them do one. And... I've seen better adaptations of H.P. Lovecraft shit, and that's saying a lot because <laughs> mm. nobody does good adaptations of H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. I mean, I'd actually probably rate The Color Out of Space better than I would rate this miniseries. And that's that's pretty low, man. I was beyond disappointed. Beyond disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. When it was all said and done, I was just and Misty, she she comes from she's never read the book. She never saw the original miniseries. She enjoyed this. And I was like, Really? She's like, Yeah, she was invested in it, but 
she said she did wish she cared about the characters more and the ones that she did care about was the ones she felt she got the least from like yeah. she didn't she felt we needed a lot more from nick um mm-hmm. she felt we needed a yeah. lot more from tom cohen and i felt like i was supposed to care about him but i didn't i was like there yeah. should have been a hell of a lot more from franny too she was more than right. just a pregnant vessel you know, she actually had a very large part in the council, and you know, she right. she had a voice. She had oh. things to say and input to give. And in this, all she was was look, the pregnant lady who survived the apocalypse. You know, so that's that's very, actually very clear to me because I, I want to point this out that in uh, um in this episode, she does thing that made absolutely no fucking sense to me because of how it was structured uh when she's stuck in the well and uh, i keep looking at my computer my cameras are here um when she's stuck in the well and uh uh um randall flag is talking to her on that island and he says you just have to let me in like you have to, i just have to kiss you and 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 i you know i can help you and she's like no go fuck yourself man and leaves her attitude towards him told me that there was a history told me that there was something more there that we didn't see right we didn't see it <laughs> so yep. it's just this weird reaction towards somebody that from my perspective how the fuck do you know who he is right we're just supposed to take it like what the fuck was this that's so weird. the thing while while we while you were watching the fact that um you know Franny and Stu and Larry and Nick and all them were having visions of Mother Abigail. They weren't just having visions of her. Trust me, right. Flag was coming to them just as much as she was. It was kind of a yep. battle for these people's souls because they were going to be the ones standing at the end of the apocalypse when everything came to a head, which is why it's called The Stand. So yeah, there there's a big story there that you totally did not get to see nope. uh, them battling it out in their minds with Flag. Again, we mentioned the fact that you know in the book, Mother Abigail's living it out in her ninety some years on a farm right. that she ain't left. But this Mother Abigail's hanging out in a nursing home. What? Right. Yeah, yeah, like you, you <laughs> totally took the teeth out of her because she's like, mm-hmm. I make my own. Like, there's a big line in the uh, in the in the book that she says she's like, it's it's a big like I bake my own bread. You know what I mean? Like, it's like this whole. They just did disservice to character after character. When I first started watching it, I was like, okay, they're not doing a linear thing. All right, that was fine. Like, you could have still told a good story, but you just didn't. Like, yeah. where, like. I can't really say like, where did the time go? You know, I felt Larry had some character development, but that was about it. That was really, it was yeah. like Larry and Harold. As a matter of fact, what's really funny is if you go back to the episode of our podcast, where we watch episode two, um, there's a little bit of an argument. I, there was a little bit of a joke yeah. thing that I don't like to, because I thought that the episode was too much Larry and not enough other characters. Um, and I think this goes into line of why did we spend that much on Larry, but not the other characters? Why did we get to know him so well when in reality we needed to know everybody that went to Vegas way better? We needed to yeah, know who the feels, fuck. 
Sorry. It feels like they had plans to make this bigger, and then they had made this huge, possibly, possibly, this is my theory, maybe they'd made this huge script. Things were going to get told, you know, and we were going to see just what I was hoping for. And then they were told, nope, we got to condense it. So take yeah, out that, your best parts. And that's what they did. And it left us from, with a very incongruent story that yeah, just I, went fizzle. It fizzled out. I would 100% agree with that, Betty. I think I think they have the source material. They saw the mini. And it was like, okay, we're going to make X amount of episodes or it's going to be so many hours long. And then some fucking bean counter probably said, oh, well, you know, we got to cut the time down by, you know, four hours or whatever, whatever the whatever the instance was. And then this is what we got where it's like, okay, we're supposed to give a shit about Nick. But literally all Nick does is hang out in Mother Abigail's house and, you know, like. It's just bad. Nick is and blind. I, but I do uh, agree. Nick, Nick is. Yeah, all I saw Nick do was be deaf and get blown up. Right, pretty much. You know, and he found Tom. Like, and there's a yeah, whole no thing time, with. There's a whole like interaction that's like very heartwarming and like, like it's just great. It's well written. It's great, and it, there's this whole relationship between Nick and Tom, and then the line that they left out that they could have just added this line is like Stu when Stu's leaving to go to Maine, he tells Tom, he's like, Hey, look, you know, you tell anybody about, you know, your friends with Stu Redmond. And if that you need me for anything, Tom, whether I'm on the other side of the world, I'm going to come running. And it's like, like they, they just didn't ha like, like this is easy folks. Oh, like, what are you no doing? Joke. No joke. I was expecting something like that. I was expecting Stu to walk what up it been. to fucking Tom. And he didn't. He full on just went. <laughs> Take like, care, buddy. What the fuck? <laughs> See you later. Stu oh, Redman so out. Uh, Am I, it, are you glad to see the end of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. we all are. Uh, I think uh, Affleck would have crushed it with a trilogy of films. I think he would have crushed it, and it would have yeah. made it would have made money. It would have told the story that you know book 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 people want, and it would have just been entertaining. Um, something and he that done three three hour movies, same amount of time, and done a better job. I feel. Yep, one hundred percent. And the the one of the things that the thing the thing like, I kept hearing about. The thing that got me was that Captain Trips just happened, and it was like it was like okay, like no big deal. It's like in the book, like before they even get anywhere, it's like a quarter of the book is just setting up Captain Trips, getting kind of grouping together, and kind of you know it, showing like the, you what happens, where right. how we get to the point to where we form this group. Right. You know, I mean, the, yeah, none of that. I mean, we could, we did get to see some pretty, you know, gnarly looking bodies, but right. you know, that it was just so such a blip in the whole entire thing. And it's like, you know, Captain Trips was barely even part of this mini series. You know, it was right. just, it was like, okay, this happened and that's how we're here. Bam. You know, and it's like, no, there was a bigger story to how, Captain Trips, you know, hit 
everyone and how mm-hmm. it became a thing and worldwide and what they were trying to do and blah 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 and it was yeah that's I, that's what really confused me in that first episode i was like what's going on here you know because it wasn't yeah. yeah and i was really hoping they were going to do something and they just didn't they just didn't pull it off no it was no, a no. grave disappointment I also want to point out how the ending of this is really fucking like frustrating to an extent from a storytelling standpoint, because you have this great setup of Franny and Stu's kids basically building an army over the next hundred years or so, while uh, Randall Flagg is on an island building his army. And you're like, this is a great fucking idea for like to, to continue the story, or the f-. and you're just like, oh, this is how it ends. This is just how it ends. Okay, cool. That's, okay, yeah, the whole uh, the whole ending uh, on eight, yeah, he ends up, well, not eight. Um, when he ends up on that island, yeah, y'all think he was on North Sentinel Island because that's where I think he was. He he somehow ended up on North Sentinel Island, and you know, I don't know what that they don't. To, so they don't like. Don't you know where North Sentinel Island is? It's that place where they keep trying to go, like that that kid went to try and teach Christianity, and they speared him. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I mean that's what when he showed up, gotcha. and there was those natives there wearing those red things that I've seen them wear from the helicopter video. I'm like, how did he end up here? Was this a trick from God? Because that's really funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I know people I also- might have a problem with the ending where it's like the hand of god and i know my late last episode was pissed about that's that's what happens in the book whether it's a good ending we can we we can debate that but also the final thing in the book one of the final like blips in the book is that randall flag reappears naked in front of these tribes people yeah um, and I, but the way they pulled it off this it was didn't awful. You think the north sinhalese though that that was the first thing that ran through my mind he's on yeah, north sentinel island <laughs> yeah they're gonna fucking jam him up with a bunch of fucking arrows and then he makes the dude's head explode yeah yeah like come on i have something funny to tell you guys because I, I it, it relates to the hand of god thing so I got really, really bored at the end of episode seven. Um, and I was just like, I, I hate this show. It's really bad. Uh, what happens? What the fuck happens in the story? So I, I go and I look it up. I look up a, like a synopsis, if you will, like that just tells mm-hmm. the whole plot. From the beginning. And I get to the part where it's like, oh, and then the, and then the, the, the uh, nuke blows up. It blows up all the fucking Las Vegas, everyone in it's dead, yada, yada. And then the, the coda that was added was, you know, Franny and Stu go to Maine, yada, yada, yada. And then uh, he ends up on an island, done and done. I was like, okay. So I see how the last, like, two episodes are going to play out. And I, right. I, a lot of you know, I, I work with my dad every day. And we were talking about it. And I, and he, cause he's like, there's no way that it ends after, after the nuke. There's no way that it ends. Because there's all this extra story to tell with Stu and Tom and, like, Franny and, and the baby. And, they, and I was like, really? He's like, oh, there's a ton of story left. I'm like, yeah, it seems so weird. Like the story should end after the bomb. Like how much more do you have to tell? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to end after these two episodes. He's like, no, it doesn't make any sense. And I said, well, what happens in the miniseries dad? Like, tell me, he was like, so this and this and this, and then the, the, the trash man comes with the nuke and, and it's a big deal. And then like, um, uh, uh, Randall's so pissed off that he's just like he's zapping things and I was like okay and like the hand of God like comes in and literally redirects the lightning at the at the bomb I went hold the fucking phone what 
And he goes, yeah, the actual hand of God. I went, I hate that. I fucking mm-hmm. legitimately hate that. And he's just like, I don't know what to tell you. And so we're watching That's this, and I see the hand of... And I was like, oh. <laughs> So, yeah, like, I... I, uh, I, I understand why people are upset. And, and a lot of King fans don't like that ending. And to mm-hmm. be fair, it's like... I equate the stand with um, Lord of the Rings. It's not so much what happens at the very end. It's the journey to get there that's really the beautiful part of that book. Mm-hmm. In my I totally opinion. get that. I totally get that. Um, like, and to be fair, as a King fan, like my man has a hard time ending a book. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, I love but him to death, right? but... He loves his stories. It's hard to say goodbye. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I get it. I, I feel like sometimes he could think about how to end it, but it, it, this was just so disappointing. And it's not because I'm a huge stand stand mark. Um, my girl watched it with me, and she's just like, "This isn't very good. This isn't I very you, good." I thought you were gonna say a stand stand. A stand, stand that would work too. <laughs> that worked. Uh, and, and there were just well, there were the, there were themes that could have been examined that weren't. Um, what like the, the, these one dimensional bad guys, these one dimensional good guys? Like, yeah, you didn't go into any wrong. of that. And a big reason why, um, Franny and Stu left boulder was because they they're talking about it like oh you know now now the watch is all all has guns and the new council people are running for it and you know they talk about you know they talk about glenn and he how he in through the book he's like society will rebuild itself and we have to determine what kind of society we want and Stu's kind of looking around he's like fucking they call him baldy in the book Baldy was right that society is just going back to the same shit. You know, we're just going to do the same shit. And in 50 years, there's going to be these communities with another outbreak. And they, they just fucking drop the ball on so many fronts. It's ridiculous. Well, why don't we go ahead and, and, and give a grade uh, to the whole series. Um, uh, I I don't, I don't, uh, my, you can go first on this one if you want. Uh, it started with potential and it ended badly. I, D minus, and that's being nice. Uh, um, it just, I just, wish I could give it that. Honestly, uh, there were a few high points here and there, and there were a few things that were interesting enough, but the pacing was all over the place. Um, very slow first five episodes then they ratcheted it up and then the last three episodes before the final episodes like six seven and eight or actually seven and eight really was a good portion like 30 percent of the book if not more just crammed into you know an hour and 40 some minutes between the two episodes combined and we didn't get enough from a lot of the characters. You know what? Fuck it. It's an F. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, that's where my don't waste your fucking time. 
don't waste your fucking time with it. Uh, read the book or watch the original miniseries. And it's yep. sad to say because this was casted well. Yeah. It's bad. <sighs> I'm going to give it a D only because I like some of the performances from some of the actors. Like, it's a low D. You know, it's like... It's like you got a half point for signing your name, so you're not an F. Um, I want to see more from the kid who played um, Harold. I want to see more from the gentleman who played Larry. Um, but, yeah, and that's like that's being, like Maya said, super generous. Super generous. Yeah, uh, potential and uh, uh, well-acted characters – are not enough to save this from an F for me. Like, full on. Yeah. It's, it, I, it bored me from fucking start to finish. Like, I'm, I wish I was joking when I say that. Like, I, after episode one, I was like, I hope it picks up. And it never did. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do know that as soon as I was finished with episode nine, I immediately canceled my subscription to CBS All Access. Same. I almost did. I almost did, but my dad's like, I still really want to watch Discovery and, and Below Decks. I was like, all right, we'll fucking keep it, I guess. So, yeah. Betty, you're uh, muted. Ah, sorry, I was eating my mushroom quesadilla <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah, we're keeping CBS uh, Owl Access because Jeff watches some of the shows on there. And again, I hope they bring back uh, the Twilight Zone. I like Jordan Peele's take on the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm really sad. I'm disappointed. I would definitely give it a D. And very much for the same reasons that Matt did, simply because there were a couple of really good actors in there that you know we have not seen much of that show yeah. potential. And I hope that if they can walk away from this with good roles. That's a good thing. But the storytelling in itself, what they did to the story, just outright butchering it, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, D's being very generous. I mean, not yeah. D minus. So, well, it, it's not even that they butchered the story. Like, if, if you just watch that. In and of itself, much like Greg did, I would think the majority of people would be like, okay, like I just watched a seven hour thing or, you know, whatever the time running, like, okay, neat. I'm going to carry about my day and I'm not going to. Uh, no, I have so to say, if I didn't know the book and I just came into this with no knowledge, I'd be really pissed. That's, I mean, the way this whole thing rounded itself out, I'd be really pissed. I, mm. I mean, I'm pissed as somebody who's a fan of the book, but just in general, the storytelling of it is not up to King's standards. No. You know, they, I, I really feel like they, they took a big, nice prime roast beef and just butchered the fuck out of it and tried to put it back together with some meat glue and it didn't work. You know what the show is yep. to me is the show goes. So I have this story to tell you guys. Um, it's about this like a um, uh, uh, painter in Austria. Anyway, to make a long story short, he killed thousands of Jews. That's what this fucking show is to me. <laughs> it's mm. like, whoa, 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 back it up. What the fuck is the rest of that? Like we right. can't just go to that point. 
that's what this show was to me. It was like there was there was yeah. clearly more to tell, and it just wasn't there. I don't know why I went with a Hitler joke on that, but here we are. Because Hitler law. jokes are usually funny, but yeah. <laughs> you know when they're making him look like a complete piece of shit, which he is. I'm not saying you know the whole killing of, you know what I mean. Damn it. Anyway, we know what you mean, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I well, this, this, this point. I haven't been this disappointed since junior prom, and I'll leave it at that. That's bad. <laughs> I never went. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Yeah, I would. I had a better time hanging out playing basketball with my buddies. Yeah, you definitely did. Trust me. <laughs> I wish I was um, there with you. All right, folks. I think that's going to do it for us today. I knew that both episodes are going to be a lengthy conversation just because there was a ton to talk about. Um, yeah. Next week, next week, guys, we're going to be talking about uh, the the next episode of Wandavision. Um, but that's it. We're going to have a discussion as well. We haven't just decided on what we're going to talk about, but it, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out when we get there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that'll be good. Um, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank, thank you for you. having me. It was great to meet you, Betty. And I do you have too. to say, you've been a. Uh, I've been listening for 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 a hot minute, and and you bring you bring a lot to the you, good pickup. It, she's Thank a great you. pickup, you know. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is she talking? Like she for real? Um, but <laughs> but that that's what makes it great. So well, yeah. you're doing a great job. There for the longest time, we were just having guests come on every week just, uh, you know, because I felt we would have more fun conversations when it wasn't just Greg and myself. And I like mm. different perspectives. That's why we would pick people like you and Dakota and, uh, yep. you know, guys from the other shows that we're familiar with and, you know, people whose time allowed them to come on and record with us. And then once we had her on, after that first episode, I was like, I want her back. And yeah. Greg's like, yeah, I hope we can get her back soon. And then other people was like, dude, get her back on. She was great. And then the second mm. time, I was like, Greg, I don't know how you feel about this, but I want to make her permanent. And you're like, I'm in agreement. And so, yeah, uh, I've I've loved what she's brought to the table, and it's really freshened the show up, in my opinion. Uh, I've loved being here. I love getting to talk with you guys and. You know, none of us bullshit the other ones. You know, we yeah. we share opinions, how we feel it, and you know, we move on. Nobody's getting butt hurt, and I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. just we get it out there. So, I'm glad yeah. you guys brought me on. Thank you. Why? Well, it's just so good to, to have you, Matt. Yeah. No, it's it's been a pleasure. Like we're talking about one of my favorite books. So, like. I was I hit my up. I was like, "Can I come on?" Because like, <laughs> I love this book, and and they look. I feel like fucking um, the Godfather and Godfather One. Look, look what they did to my boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at that point, that was like three weeks ago. I was still kind of enjoying the show for what it was. Mm. It's just those last three episodes really tanked that show. Yeah, it was bad. It's so it bad. Went from being good to being awful. Yep. You know what's funny is I was actually really interested because uh, you know I, I'd seen the trailers for it and I knew it was a popular franchise. And then Betty was like, "Are we going to watch that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't see why not. Like, I'm interested in it for sure." 
<laughs> I was so excited too. I'm sure y'all remember. Yeah. I was so excited. Yes, yeah, same, then, Betty. Same. I was so disappointed That's after funny. I was so excited. It's like finding out you're going to <laughs> Disney World and your parents take you to the water park. Yeah. Or Knott's oh, Berry wow. Farm. Yeah, I've heard about that too. So <laughs> it's the knockoff Disney. Uh, when I, yeah, when I was uh when I was going between um uh seventh and no sorry, eighth and ninth grade, the teen center down the street was doing a thing where they would take a bunch of kids to a bunch of theme parks in LA. And uh, uh, the last destination was going to be Disneyland while everything else was like Magic Mountain and Knott's Berry Farm and uh, uh, um, one of the beaches there. Uh, I don't remember the name. It starts with a D, but it doesn't fucking matter. And uh, <laughs> I was like fucking uh, 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 Magic Mountain. Was, was it Magic Mountain? Is it Magic Mountain? It's one of the Six Flags. Yeah, it's Magic Mountain. Whatever. It was fun. Like there were rides everywhere. I, I, you know, it was like it was it was uh, superheroes and and and, and uh, um, Looney Tunes. It was great. And then they were like, "All right, now we're gonna go to Knott's Berry Farm." I was like, "Cool, what's here?" The peanuts. Got it. That's it. We <laughs> okay. We're gonna have to send you video of uh, Tweetsy Railroads. I'm sure oh. mine knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, I'm very interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find I'm, one of us will find video Tweetsy and send it to you because that is our broke back Disney World. <laughs> broke back Disney World. <laughs> it's so wrong. sad. You're not wrong. That's a great way to prove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a very so low rent broke back Disney World. Well, hey, let's get out of here. Yeah, I got that yeah, quesadilla to uh, stare me in the face. Uh, yeah, my dinner is ready, too. We're going yeah. to at night instead of the morning. Because, <laughs> you yeah, know, we wanted to have right Madeline. No, um, I, thanks folks, thanks for having me. Oh, no. Absolutely. Always no. a pleasure, anytime, anytime. Always a pleasure. Where can people find you at, Matt, since you're here? If they want to follow uh, you on any other shows? You can follow me, uh, Matt Hurd, H-U-R-D, on Facebook if you so choose. I do a bi-weekly podcast called One Too Many Podcasts. We, it's not as structured as you guys. We just we just talk a bunch of bullshit. Um, that you can find that on pretty much any app. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, you can find me in the realm of collectors in the chats, like shitting on Super Seven. Um, Fuck Super Seven. Yeah, exactly, Maya. Um, so that there, there's that. Um, there awesome. Are. Oh, that's awesome. fantastic. Yeah, go give Matt a follow. Go listen to his podcast that he's on. Uh, I'm sure it's yeah. like, Matt's a great guy. You hear him on this podcast, you know how great of a speaker he is. Go give those a listen. Mm. Uh, you can that make sure great. to follow he, all of. He, oh, absolutely. He, I was just gonna say one too many is fucking hilarious you know i'm a little behind and need to get caught up but the other friends that are on the show are mutual friends of mine and matt's great show really funny shout out Thank to frogman you, down in texas yeah you know, keep warm frog stay warm man uh yeah. go ahead Greg. uh i was gonna say i was gonna do my spiel that i have written down here uh make sure you follow all, all of us on on make sure you follow all of the socials that are listed down below I don't know why I'm reading like I can't. Jesus Christ. Uh, check out the store on Redbubble. Um, we have a lot of merch there. Uh, no, we don't. You can get... What's that? No, we don't. 
Is it not red bubble? Did I not fix it? Am I an idiot? Yeah. What's what's the website? I'm gonna write it right now. I'm write it right now. What's the website? Teespring. 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 All right. So now that I fixed this mid fucking recording, <laughs> everybody should know that it's Teespring. It's Teespring that we have our merch on, which is listed down below. The link is below for that, but you can get a t-shirt, a mug, whatever. But it's 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 the new uh, newly drawn faces that we have, which is great. Nice. Um, but that that and the logo, yeah, it's it's. I need to get a mug as soon as I can because they don't make shirts my size, so that's unfortunate. A but. Teespring does. That's why we went with them. They cater to the larger gentleman or gentle lady. Well, there we go. There we go, guys. I don't pay attention to anything Maya says. That's that's the lesson here. Maya talks to me, and my brain just is fucking I've elevator. Music, this. I've, been, I've been saying this for three fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> it's called this is, this, is to our listeners. this is not news to our <laughs> listeners. So, oh, anyways, you can, uh, you can find also check me. out the what we doing. <laughs> I have a uh, mushroom no, quesadilla, guys. We have we have the show on the YouTube channel, which you can see our faces actually talking to one another. So go check out the YouTube channel and subscribe to that. Um, give, give it a little follow, yada yada. Uh, and that's it. Okay, then Maya goes first with that, and then passes it to Betty, then passes it to me. Then I end this fucking show. Maya, go. Do it. Uh, you, you can find me on Facebook under my name. Uh, any other profiles? It's public. Uh, anything you want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, they're linked there. Uh, other shows you can catch me on are on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. They're live. They're broadcast live on YouTube. You can interact with the chat. We interact back. Uh, it's every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on a show called Figure Banging. It's a live action figure review show, primarily Transformers. Uh, we act like a bunch of 12-year-olds, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on Nerd Life Syndicate, where we talk about the prior weeks, uh, all the news and pop culture entertainment that, you know, we find relevant and entertaining. But that's all the places you can find me. What about you, Betty? Where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook at Betty Badger Ogletree. I had to think about it for a minute. And you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty. And after this, you can find me eating my quesadilla. Where can we mm. find you, Greg? That's it. Uh, Sharp Geek on all socials. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sharp Geek on all socials. That's it. That's it. And that's all with that one. Um, I'm not on any other podcast, but I am uploading uh, new reviews and stuff to the YouTube channel, which I need to do. I have like a list right here that I'm going to do. And if you go to the nice. Mission Start podcast channel, on YouTube, I just did a review of um, what game did I just do a review of? I've totally forgotten the game I did a review of. Anyway, I did a review <laughs> of a game. Uh, the fuck was it? Oh my god. Wow. It's gone. Oh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. That's what it was. Immortals Phoenix Rising. There we go. I got it. It's there. I need food in my fucking gob because I haven't eaten since <laughs> since. You need some quesadilla. I'm currently sick. Mm. I need some quesadilla. We all need some good grub. I've got meatloaf, mashed potatoes, <laughs> green beans, and stuff waiting on me right outside. Yeah, so, so again, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Watch WandaVision next week. Join us for a discussion. It's going to be great. Again, Matt, thank you for joining us, and we'll thank see you then. Peace, love, and Polly Pops. Take care, Bye, everybody. everybody. <laughs>